All right, welcome in. Under Review back 2022 and the first episode of the year for us. We decided we'd come back. You know, we normally stop, Stephen, after football season, but we, we decided we'd keep it going. Well, we normally stop, and then also we just kind of uh, bailed at the end of football season there. The holidays caught up with us. We took a brief hiatus, you know, brief hiatus, but a we're back. Bit. A little bit. Back again. Um Damn, Daniel, back again. Back at it again. So, so we're, we got we got some good content coming y'all's way. I mean, we got a lot of basketball in the state going on. We had the number one team in the nation currently in our states. We got a lot of basketball to talk to. The playoffs. Wow, what a great weekend of football. Stephen and I can't wait to talk about that as well as we can't wait to get you guys involved. Like and subscribe to our uh, podcast and uh, like us on Facebook. Make sure you leave a comment below and, and let us know what you guys we think about build, what we're talking uh, about. We need to build the YouTube. Let's like and subscribe to YouTube. Yeah, like and absolutely. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. And Anything that involves under review. <laughs> ring sure you, the bell. Like ring. and subscribe. You could win $5,000. Not from us, but you could win it. Lots to talk about on the show. Like I said, the NFL playoffs are in full swing. College basketball in full swing as well. But we'll start out as we do every show with our champagne and whiskey. Woo! Who's popping champagne? Uh, so I will go with uh, popping champagne. I'll give it to Big Ben, uh, who announced on, uh, I guess it was Instagram? I don't know. He put out a video uh, basically saying that he retired. We've known this for is, a minute, though, I He's think, done. Right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, we knew it all season. We knew that after last season and he sat down with, uh, what was their center's name? Uh, was it when the Pouncy? Yeah, it's one Pouncey, of the Pouncy yeah. brothers. Yeah, uh, right, right. He sat down with him and the bench and was like, you know, kind of sad. And then we saw it all this year that he was, uh, he was done. Uh, <laughs> the, the, probably the, the a year term too late. Noodle arm was kind of coming into play. He, uh, forward, he was very so. slow, very, yeah. very, very slow. Yeah. Um, but hey, it was time. He gets to pop some champagne because he is. He made uh, it to the playoffs though. He did. He, he got made, his one, last run, one, one last run. One last run. And there was, uh, I was talking to somebody. There was a, there was a quarter that you were like, okay, there's hope. There's hope here for the against the Chiefs. You know, you had the also had the best defensive end uh, in the country, defensive play of the year. So that doesn't hurt anything. The original three headed monster of the Steelers is now gone, though. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and now Big Ben. All three of them. That's we, true. Remember a few years ago when they were just like the big three in the NFL, and everybody was like, "Man, this is an offense the that triple just cannot be stopped." The triple Bs, the triple yeah. Bs, baby. Uh, They're all gone. Well, it's funny too if you go back and watch because I think everybody forgets because in recent years it's Big Ben has been. Uh, not Big Ben, I guess, because you yeah. forget, like, back yeah. in, like, 2008 or so, like, that kind of area. He was the man. Area. Well, he's just so big, and, like, it, like obviously, he's Big Ben, but it's just so funny to watch him just shrug off people. Like, they're not even there. Like it's Now you know, it almost feels like that, that's, like, a crutch for him is because yeah. he's so big. He oh, can't yeah. move around it's, anymore. He's so like, slow, like, but he was still – he was always slow, yeah. so he's never, like, fast. But it was just back in the day, it wasn't like he would get tackled by an arm tackle. It was just people just bounced off of him. Like he just was so sturdy that he would just get bounced off of all the time and could throw the ball anywhere on the field right. just, you know, because he was so massive. So uh, I think people forget. But he deserves to be popping some champagne. Had a great oh, Steelers year. Steelers fans love him. But, but you know it's time to go when even the faithful Steelers fans who loves you so much when they say, you know what, it's probably time. Yeah, I think everybody, I think all the Steelers that. fans were happy to give him like yeah. this last year. Just be like, okay, this is last year. Let's give it to him. You know, let's do whatever we can for him. And then Absolutely. kind of they're like, thank God. <laughs> thank God he retired. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what they do in the draft and uh, free agency. That'll be interesting. Uh, but my other whiskey, uh, speaking of free agency, that could potentially, which I, it's not even, is he a free agent? I don't know. Uh, Packers. Packers are sipping some whiskey. Uh, be, oh, to my Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. I don't think he's a free agent. I, I think it's restricted free agent. Yeah. I think I think it has to be traded. I think he, so too. Yeah. Uh, oops. Turn off my sound. Um, oh, Packers are my whiskey because uh, the Broncos hired their uh, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> which I also heard. Uh, I was listening to 
uh, jocks today uh, at lunch. And was it, is Matt McLaren? Is he doing the lunchtime? Yes, he's yeah. the lunchtime one. Yes. <laughs> he was saying Nathaniel Hackett sounds like somebody's name from 1786. Like if you heard Nathaniel Hackett, like they're from the 1700s. It, it's not a na- and, and another thing about this is. You know, you really don't even think about Nathaniel Hackett when you think about the Packers and their offense. You think of Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, and Matt LaFleur is probably the one who's calling most plays. And Aaron Rodgers has earned that right. He's calling most of those plays, right? I mean, he's probably he's probably probably audibly. He's probably doing the the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady thing where they there's a call in, but he has ten plays he can audible to, whenever he wants. I'm sure. as he deserves. Like so how said. much credit do we really want to give that guy? For was the, their the offense success? to me? It's like, it wasn't their offense. Wasn't, you know, that crazy. I mean, they were yeah. good, but are, they, are they, they really that a, creative or is yeah. it really just Aaron Rodgers have, and Devonte Adams? I was to say they have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devonte Adams. And so they check it down to Aaron, Ro- Aaron Jones, or they throw a throw a 50, 50 ball up to Devonte Adams. <laughs> exactly. And then it, it works because they're great. But what kind of what bit him in the butt this weekend against the Niners? It was, it was. So. He he stared him. He stared down. Uh, well, I guess it was two weekends ago. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, well, no, no, it was, no, it was you're this right. weekend. It was, it, it was, it, last it, week. it was this weekend. Yeah, it, it's because it was a what Saturday. Day is it? That, yeah. That's why I was throwing you off. It's because it was a Saturday. <laughs> it game. was. That's but anyways, why I was throwing you off. Packers are sipping whiskey because Nathaniel Hackett goes to the Broncos. This is clearly to try and lure Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. And also, oh, it's a I saw, power move for sure. I saw a quote yeah. from uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think it was back in November. Or maybe last season, honestly. And it was saying, he basically said, no, it was back in November. He basically said Nathaniel Hackett is his favorite uh, coach in the locker room. Uh, and he says, I really hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do. And that was like the end of the quote. So, Well, the Broncos I mean, certainly are trying to put themselves <laughs> in place where they LA, can land Aaron Rodgers, LA's Rogers, trying I'm to sure. do, pull another Peyton Manning move over here. But what could they possibly trade in order to get Aaron Rodgers to the, to the Broncos? I mean, I mean, do they have... Draft picks? They have I really don't know what assets the, the Broncos have. I don't know have. what assets they possess. I mean, I know they have a really young it's and talented really... roster, but you don't want to trade, obviously, all that away if you're bringing in a quarterback in a supposed you know, Super Bowl-ready roster. You don't want to trade most of those away if you're bringing in a quarterback. So say they like have, they have a lot of young, good young players. You pretty much again, want it to be a Peyton Manning situation right, that you've had a few years right. ago. Right, which I, I was about to say, this is a really weird scenario because Peyton, obviously, was a free agent. Tom Brady was a free agent. This is a weird scenario where it's a quarterback still performing, obviously, at uh, MVP level. Yes. One at last yes. year is in the conversation this year. Right. But he's 41, 42. So where, like, what do you Do you take do you that, give you roll for, that dice, yeah. or do you, you know. What do you give up for a 40, right. 41-year-old quarterback that you're at best, at best, you're going to get two or three and years. And another thing is, with Green Bay, what do they have left that attracts an Aaron Rodgers to stay? What is your selling point for a guy when the last few seasons, I mean, what is it now, 0-4 against the Niners? The Packers are with Aaron Rodgers? Was it 0-4? Well, it was 1-3, in, 1-4 in, in his last uh, five home games at Lam- uh, Lambeau. And, so. I mean, for a team that's that that, that consistently wins mm. 13, 14, I mean, 15 games every single year. Well, as I say, the last, so the last three seasons, I think, the last two or three seasons, how long has the four been? Three? Is this his third? This is yes. third. So yes. they've won 13 games, 12 or 13 games in each of those seasons, and then they lost at home. Like, they have a home field game. They have home field advantage, and then, and then they, they end up losing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, and this this by it. far we'll we'll get into the games later so we'll we'll go Absolutely. ahead and do champagne and whiskey Absolutely. but we can talk about all the mistakes the uh, Packers made in their game. Well, now I'm gonna start off with my whiskey because it, it's a, it affects me as a Saints fan directly, <laughs> and that is Sean Payton has decided to hang it up. 
Yeah, uh, or my Falcons, just for you. I I, I know. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> and, and, it, and it's the 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 way I look at it. I I did see a lot of sources come out that say this is just because of personal reasons because he is burnt out. It's not because he's taking another job somewhere. It's not because he's looking for greener pastures. This is strictly. I think he's going to go into TV, probably part time, maybe go in the booth a little bit, which he would be good at it. You know, we, we've seen Drew Brees. Drew Brees is really good at. It. We've seen some other former players and coaches who have really been good at that. So Sean Payne likely will make that move. Uh, how much I trust that, you know, we'll see. Say you, know, you know, money can talk. So if Jerry Jones from the Cowboys does, you know, fire Mike McCarthy one day and throws a lot of money at Sean Payne, it'd be hard to say no. I saw no, Cowboys, and I forget, but, I forget who else I saw. Maybe it was Vegas. Maybe it was the Vegas Raiders. Uh, I mean, maybe, but maybe, maybe, maybe I the Bears. I mean, I, well, it's not the Bears because they hired. Um, they, they just hired somebody, right? Colts defensive coordinator. That's right. They did. Just He's a weird name. last name. It's Matt something. A lot of lot of no names getting some jobs, but yeah, Sean Payton, obviously a. Everything I think Hall of Fame head coach. Yeah, no Hall of Fame. But I mean, it's crazy if you look at the Saints' uh, record overall record before Sean Payton was coach, and then nothing. after Sean, he it's, has it's night and day. He has like seventy percent of all of the Saints organizational wins. He like is, his wins yes. because they were the Aints, you know, and so he yes. kind of brought them to relevancy and kept no, them there. So for, it's a sad day because. You not only lose your Hall of Fame quarterback last year to retirement, but now you lose your Hall of Fame coach in a matter of two seasons. So the Saints are unfortunately going to be in a pretty bad position coming this uh, in this offseason. Hundred percent, he's going to work in TV for a year and then get get another coach. I, I I think you're right. I I think it's going to be similar to a situation we've seen many many times where these coaches take a little bit of a break. They kind of recharge the batteries. Yeah. Get on TV. We've seen, you know, Bob Stoops is, is doing this. I, I think it's at some point. Come on, Bob Stoops isn't coming back because I think the only way he comes back would be to Oklahoma. Because doesn't he have some kind of? He has some kind of position there, but I mean, something like, weird. It's it's just odd, you know. If you see Bob Stoops on TV, then all of a sudden he's the Oklahoma interim coach because for, you know for one game yeah. for one game. So because it's like, he can. It's, but, Do they win? But, but you know they they did. They beat Oregon. Remember. They did. You're right. They did. They they <laughs> so he comes back and they win. So there obviously, you, you know, hey, Bob Stoops, the answer, right? There you go. So rehire him, Oklahoma. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you go out and hire somebody else? You have a guy right there. Anyways, and, and my champagne, I'm actually going a different direction here, not with sports, Steven. Ooh, okay. I'm Movie interested. Movie goers. Okay. I'm say, okay. Champagne. There's been a lot of great films that have came out the last few months. I've been to the movies now about three times, and I've enjoyed every film I've went to. Really? What, I went and saw movies? the Scream movie. Scream. The Spider-Man film, of course, a yes, couple months ago. Course. And then I, uh, I I recently watched the Dune movie. I did, okay. I did not go to the theater to see that, but I watched HBO, the Dune yeah. movie. And then, of course, there's a ton of really good films coming out yeah. in the next couple of months. It sounds like you just want to get on my other podcast. I mean, I, I, I'm just I'm just kind of pitching myself a little bit, Steve. I'm not trying to sell myself, but I mean, you know, I mean, if if you know, if you and Jeff need some more content, I'm just we always to need say, you, Cole. You know, I mean, I need you in every. Just trying to say, just, just follow me. Just just we'll just be together. In but life. great movies are out there. So just saying, besides <laughs> sports, we we can't appreciate. That's very true. But you know, there are some really good. So movies out there. funny thing, I didn't know this until Jeff actually told me this. You know, they call January Dumpuary because they usually put all their bad movies in January. That's. You know, shout out to your scream movie, I, and I must say, I will say it was it was a good film. Yeah. It was a good film uh, above most people's belief because they think that these slasher films nowadays are just kind of just you know ridiculous and not really good at all. No no good plots, kind of recycling the same time. Yeah, it was really good. The the, the, the it was kind of a good take. They're on doing this, the uh, I was gonna say they're sequence. doing the whole Halloween so. thing of they're just gonna bring back the oh, old yeah. stuff. And just keep on there. bringing them back. Hey, yes. whatever makes money. fresh faces. Whatever makes money. Well, anyways. So, Back to sports. There we go. Back to sports. I, I like it, though. I like it. Um, so let's move right into the NFL. 
And uh, first questions first. We can I can just ask you: Was this the best weekend of football games ever? Because that's what everybody's going to say. That's what all the talking heads are not going to say. They've been saying it for the last week. This was the greatest weekend of football ever. Was this the greatest weekend of football ever? I don't know if I'd say the greatest weekend of football ever. I'd say we had a couple of really good games for this season. Maybe the best weekend of this season for sure. I mean, right. it, it definitely, like you said, every game came down to the last play. I, I get that, but. The Niners and Packers game for a majority of that game was very, very unwatchable. Boring. It was very boring. It was very unwatchable. Very boring. I really can't really say <laughs> that that game, I didn't really enjoy watching that yeah. game. And the Titans and Bengals game was pretty good to watch. I mean, just seeing Joe Burrow handle that adversity and whatnot of getting I guess it, sacked so many times and I still say, I guess it really finding depends. a way to win. But really the only game that made the weekend was Bills, Bills and Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, That was Which the was, game that made I, I am grateful that you know we had such very competitive competitive games and whatnot, but I mean... I don't know. Maybe not the best weekend ever. I'd have to go back and look at some of the our past weekends we've had in NFL playoff history and whatnot. But well, it maybe. goes. It, 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 it goes, might be up there though. It might it, be. Up it's there. definitely up there because I don't think we've ever had a divisional round or in NFL, anyways. So let's not let's take college out of this. I think it's very close to NFL because I don't think we've ever had playoffs, which are meaningful games. So it's not a regular season game where it's like, oh, six games went down to the wire where it just like, okay, it's game. It's week three. Like, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose this game. You know, these are very obviously move on to in the playoffs and they all come down to the very last possession, game winning field goals, game winning touchdowns, everything else. Uh I will say I agree with you though. A lot of this falls into the recency bias thing, you know. It, it, this is the last. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, exactly. Kind of a little uh, bit of a knee jerk, a little bit. I mean, and like you on. said, the Bills Chiefs was uh, everybody's favorite game. <laughs> yeah. The problem no. with the Bills Chiefs, the problem with it was there was oh. no defense. Oh, I, I, I did not. No think, defense. I, I didn't think you were going to go that way. No, no, no. I, I didn't know what you were about no, to say. No. I, wa- I wanted the Bills to win, but I had no, uh, like, no defense, just none. Now, now how so it's like it's like amazing performances. Obviously, like you can throw out the stats of like Patrick Mahomes, 177 yards after the two minute warning. So I mean, he threw for pretty much a complete game after the two minute warning, which is crazy. You can throw out, you know, it was what was it, 26, 23, uh, with like the Bills were fourth and 13, and they score that touchdown yes. to go up, and then that's when it went. What do they score like twenty something points after oh, that? Man. And, so and- it's like you can throw out all those things. And it's like, oh, that's incredible. Like this is like edge of your seat yeah. football. But at the same time, there's no defense. Like it's just it's there. So it, how do you compare? This is all time games for Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Like they looked incredible. Gabriel Davis looked amazing. Tyree killed Travis Kelsey. They all looked so incredible. But how do you like? And there and was the Bills no defense. defense. Was one of the highest. Ranked defense this season, right? Most, it almost feels like it almost feels like, especially when you play teams like the Chiefs. Well, there's not many teams like the Chiefs, but a team <laughs> like the Chiefs, it, it, it feels like you you're playing perfect defense, and then one thing happens, you just it all falls apart almost. Mahomes you know what I'm scores saying? Scores a field goal in 13 seconds, right? Two it, plays, right? You know? It feels like it feels like just you can lose the grip on that right. so yeah. quickly, so quickly. So, so, so you, you put this in the rundown. You've already been kind of glancing over it. Was this? The best game you can remember. Where and where does it rank for you? So because we had a Rams and Chiefs game a few, on Monday yeah, Night Football Monday a few night seasons Mexi- ago. It was supposed to be in Mexico, right? It was supposed and to be in Mexico, went into LA. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking you about. Know what game that's I'm what, talking about. That's and, what everybody we, talks everybody about. Everybody deemed I think about that, was, that was the best game ever. Well, it was like fifty something to forty something was the final. Yes. yes. Um, Jared Goff was the quarterback <laughs> at that time for the Rams. I mean, like, exactly, wow. exactly. But I I go back and forth because there's games. 
as sometimes they're boring to watch. Like you can talk about the 49ers Packers, which really wasn't like a great defensive performance. It was just these offenses are pitiful. What are they doing more so? But if you look at those games, let's let's throw it back to the national championship game, Georgia Alabama. In the first half, even though it was what nine to six at halftime, yes, yes, it was so nine it wasn't six, a lot yeah. of scoring. I feel like it was really exciting because every drive mattered it felt so like it much, mattered, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like everything was so you you can't let anything buy you. You know, if they get one big play, if they can get this one first down, whereas might, the Bills and Chiefs, you felt like even if they came down a couple of touchdowns, they probably that was, could get back in. That it. was the and everybody says this right. too. That was the overtime rules. The NFL suck because it's whoever whoever wins the coin flip is going to win this game because there's no defense. So that's that's where you fall into that. I think that offensively, it was probably the best game I can remember. I Just think so in the too. final minutes, you know, like. It, the well, rest of the, the game was. Half, I was I mean, the rest of the game was pretty good too. It was. Well, it it was always just, close. It, it was never which, a blowout. That's what I felt like with the Niners and the Packers game. It wasn't until the fourth quarter where things started to get kind of spicy. Right. Well, it was funny too if you watch that game. The 49ers, the Packers score on their first drive easily, like to go up seven. Yeah. And then they don't do anything offensively the rest of the game. They <laughs> the miss. The game. They get a field goal blocked. They get that punt blocked. Obviously, yes. that's the only time 49ers score, which is crazy because I feel like the 49ers game planning usually offensively is like. That's where they. That's their bread and butter is their offense and being able to run the ball. And it's cold weather. Absolutely, uh, cold weather. You would think like, okay, it's cold weather. Nobody can pass the, the ball. Packers, right? Yeah. So I and don't. They just couldn't get anything. Going. Yeah. And I and I and I credit that mostly because Devontae Adams was non-existent and Aaron Rodgers could not get it to anybody else. Well, it was he was doing terrible things of just targeting Devontae Adams when he was covered. Still, it was like. We we don't have Refused anybody to else to throw to anybody else. Refused, and Randall Cobb came back, but he clearly wasn't healthy. He had Alan Lazard on, on that like final throw. People are saying for his Green Bay career uh, when he chunks it in double coverage to Monte Adams. He has Alan Lazard wide open in the middle, like wh- like no players within ten yards of him in right. the middle of the field. And so it's like he's just so I guess worried, or he's just so reliant. He doesn't trust his other receivers. It yeah. seems. He, does, yeah. he has that trust factor with Devontae Adams. And so, it doesn't feel like it with the other ones. I don't well. know. It, it, it didn't look good for him because you have players or you have people like, you know, Josh Allen. I think Stephon Diggs only had like 10 yards or something like that in the Bills Chiefs game. And Gabriel Davis has 205, you know, or whatever it was. So they, like, you see that version of, okay, I can find whoever's open. I'm going to throw it to the open guy. I'm not going to focus on my one guy and just be relying on him if he's not open. I can go over to Gabriel Davis and say, hey, you're going to uh, have five, four touchdowns and 205 yards today because Stephon Diggs is getting double covered. He didn't do that with Devontae Adams. No, but the, so, I, I got to say, these, these, these two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they are two of the youngest talents we have in this league. They are our new Brady and Rodgers. Yeah, well, years, I, was, 10 years. Uh, well I, I, don't, I don't even think Brady and Rodgers. I think it's more Brady and Manning. Because they're in the same uh, not division, but they're conference. in the same conference. Same conference. Yeah. So we're going to see them. I feel like in AFC championships for years and years. Just you and, just and see the greatness. Just for the cliche of it, the league is in good hands, Cole. I think let's, so. Let's no, do I, the, think, I think you're right. I, I really do. The, uh, I think the, you're right. The 50 year old NFL right. talking head. The, the league, league is in, in good, good hands. hands. It is. It is. It, so, I, I think with these quarterbacks, definitely. Well, you have sure. jo- you look at Joe Burrow too, and you look at uh, you can even go Justin Herbert, Lamar uh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson. You Absolutely. know, we have so many young quarterbacks that are showing so, showing so much because promise. a lot of quarterbacks, Rogers, Brady, Russell Wilson, those type of quarterbacks, they're, they're kind of on their way out. Yeah. We have we have the Jared Goss. We have I mean even Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. You have those guys that right. are in this league and. They're just young and getting well, better I, I and better think, each game. I think that it's really coming up 
now because I feel like we had a gap of like five years or so where we had quarterback, maybe maybe a little bit longer. We had so many quarterbacks coming into the league, and it felt like no one was sticking around and really showing. Oh my gosh, they this weren't guy's improving. Be, they were, they didn't have a consistent and coaching it was just, staff. And a lot of players. a lot right. of teams just had quarterback cycles Absolutely. going, you know. And now yes. it feels like we finally got some people who are. You know, certified. Normally, normally the teams that do that though are the teams that stay at the bottom. The That's Jacksonville true. Jaguars, the Jags, the New York the Bra- Giants, the Jags, the Browns, Jets. the Giants, the Jets. You know, you can go on they and stay on. Stay at the bottom because they cycle through those quarterbacks. All right. The time. Right. right, but the big you can even point to the Bengals. Like they had Andy Dalton, and they were successful, but they didn't win a playoff. They game. just couldn't win. Yeah, now you find a guy who can take you over that hump. That's what I'm saying. With nine sacks, by the way, sacked nine times, just still win. A good. I don't, did you watch that game? Did I watch the Bengals Titans? Bengals? I did. What nine that, sacks? That, I feel like both teams. It almost felt like the Bengals were the better team. It was just that. I really go back and forth with that game. Like sometimes, at some points, it was really close. Like it wasn't like the Bengals were better than the Titans yeah. or the Titans were better than the Bengals. It was just they're the better Titans in one position made, though, the position that matters. That's, and that's the, quarterback. That's the quarterback. Well, the Titans also they just they they made one too many mistakes, just one too many interceptions. And I'll give it to Tannehill. Like the the first interception of the game that was bad. He just missed the safety. Right, second interception. That's tough. He tried to get over. He that guy the was the defensive end or the linebacker just jumped way yes, out of the yes. building, right? Yes. Third interception. What what is it? like two interceptions are his fault. The third, like the jump pass, the the jump yeah. tip, like okay, that's yeah. very unlucky, right? The other two, like what are you doing? He threw in triple coverage to not Julio, not AJ Brown. AJ Brown was murdering the Bengals too. They could not cover him. Could not touch yeah. him. You don't throw it to Julio Jones or AJ Brown. You throw it to I don't even know the guy's name. Like I, you could say any you name in the world. Pick him out of the crowd. I, no, 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 yeah, no, you couldn't. What no, are we doing? I, I think what what has happened is the Titans have squeezed every bit of greatness that they can get out of Ryan Tannehill, and you have a roster that is Super Bowl ready to win. It, so if you, you know need what it feels to like, go get your quarterback. You know what it feels like? It feels like the Rams. It does. It feels it does. like the Rams with Jared Goff, the Jared Goff where situation. it's like Tannehill yes. and Goff to to both their credits. They can have games where you see him, you're like. Oh my gosh. The talent is there. He's like but he's it's still, the it factor. It's, and they it's don't the, have the it And it's factor. the consistency. Yes. It's consistency, it's not even the yes. it's okay, he'll have a three hundred and fifty yard, three touchdown, zero interception game. You're like, oh my gosh. I mean, look at the throw. Rams with Matthew Stafford. Exactly. They go get the guy who has that kind of factor to him. And we'll now see though. Them. I want to pump Orleans the brakes because they they made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. With Jared Goff. So let's see but they scored three points in that Super Bowl. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I, don't, I mean, it's it's similar to that though, where it's like yeah. we've gotten everything we can. We're very we're run heavy. We're we're play action, but they just made one too many mistakes. And I think it's I know. think it's healthy for us on this show too because neither one of our teams are in the playoffs at this yeah. point. So we we could just be kind of biased, right? Yeah. I feel good. I can just trash talk everybody. You just you just kind of just watch the games, yeah, yeah. just enjoy them, right? <laughs> uh, any other any other thoughts over the other games? Well, I just I, I kind of want to get your thoughts. I mean, the Rams. You're you're. Pick yeah, the Super Bowl almost blew that, that game. Oh, my gosh. I mean, can I we just had... talk about those fumbles? How in the world do you literally almost let the Buccaneers oh, off the hook like that? I don't know. So I had money on that game, and then I had money on the uh, Bills-Chiefs over, uh, which that also that over did not hit until that 4th and 13 touchdown. I just want you to know that. The over was 54. I think the over ended up being like what the actual total points was like 70-something. That's right? crazy. But That's the over crazy. was uh, the over under was at fifty four. It did not hit until actually the two point conversion that they had to complete. So he hits wow. that he hits that Gabriel Davis, you know, in the back yes, of the end zone yes, yes. to uh, go up by what one. They went up by one, 
And yes. then they uh, get the two-point conversion, and that's when the overhit. That was 55 points right there. That's so it's like, <laughs> and then it goes to 70. Like, what? That was, I mean, how much time was left? Like two minutes when that happened? Not anyways, much at all. Not anyways, much at all. I had money on this game too. So I had the Rams just money line because I think they were plus three or something mm-hmm. like that. I, you know, it's 27-3 in the, what, the You're feeling good quarter. about yourself. I mean, come and on. then it's still, it's still, it goes up to 27-13. The Rams get the ball back and they're moving. I'm still feeling good. And then they kick that field goal. It's 47 yarder and it's short. And I'm losing my mind at this point. I'm like, okay, you have a chance to be make it thirty to thirteen, nearly untouchable at that point. And they just they found ways to keep giving ball back. Cam Akers fumbles. They're on the they're on a goal line. Uh, they're right. At, I mean, what at the ten yard line or something like that. Runs score. it. Yeah, and fumbles. Yeah. All, like almost touching his head. his head is an inch from the ground. And he just fumbles. So it was. And you keep so hard to watch. And if you keep giving Tom Brady the ball back, eventually he's going to find the end zone. That's and it was thing. like yeah. the Rams had them stopped for most of the game. And you know, too. I'm scarred. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. From so t- t- 28 to 3. Yeah. And I'm sure that started creeping in a lot of people's oh, minds. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is Tom well, Brady thought, about to pull it I off? I thought again. if it was going in overtime, it was definitely because the, the Bucks had all the momentum. Exactly. If, if that game goes into OT and the Buccaneers get the ball first, it's game over. Tampa yeah. And apparently, apparently, what happened on the um, that Cooper, Cooper Cup. Oh, round of applause. For, oh, my gosh. Fantastic season. Oh, my gosh. What a player. I mean, just a, a guy that if you if you told me a few seasons ago, this is going to be the best receiver in the league, I would it's have been crazy. like, no way. It's crazy. He but is, this guy but he is, is the best receiver in hands down. Well, he's got great hands, too, because sometimes Stafford will not throw it like perfect, and he'll catch it like an inch from the ground, just all hands. It doesn't matter. He's going to catch it. He's great. He's going to catch it. And he it. gets open. He can run every route. It's like you, you know need. at this yes. point in the season, you know, hey, Matt Stafford, when he needs to throw it to somebody, he's going to throw it to Cooper. He's Stafford. the go-to you guy. You still got to guard him. It's anyways it's, it's crazy. Uh, apparently, the Bucks. I think this linebacker, or maybe it was a corner, was supposed to blitz, and he just didn't. So, and it on, was on, on the, the big play where the, the yeah the chunk on the, play on the chunk the, play. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying maybe he would have gotten home there if he would have blitzed. I guess he just how didn't play. how in the world though, the best receiver is you know, stat wise everything. Why how is he one on one coverage? What do we do? How is he getting blown? Why are we by? cover zeroing on a play that like what we're cover zero? Why are we cover zero? What are we uh, doing? You don't have one deep safety. Like hey, is Todd Bowles the defensive corner of the Buccaneers still? Yeah. How in the world? Todd Bowles, one of the best defensive minds in football. How does he not say, hey, guys, you know, you know number 16 right there? You might want to make sure you – or is he number 10? He's number 10, 10 isn't he? 10. Is, he is he 10? 10. Okay. 16 didn't sound right. I was going to go 10. with it. But. No, 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 it's 10. <laughs> I had a little brain fart there. 10. How do you not let number 10 be double covered or a safety Why don't we have a deep safety? Why don't we have it? Like, literally, the, wor- the only Seconds thing Seconds left in the game, the and only, you're not playing a the prevent? The only way you can lose that game was, the way, was not having a guy over the top. Because, like – Unreal. We're going into overtime. They don't have any timeouts. I mean, I didn't have a dog in the fight, but I mean, like, also, come on. Cooper, they let him get by and out of bounds on like a 15 yard play right before that. So it was not even, not only the chunk play, they also let him this go. This is not cut like it's a bad the defense. The, bunk, the Buccaneers no. are actually a solid. They literally defense. won the Super Bowl. Like, we can say, oh, Tom Brady is great. They finally won it because of Tom Brady. They won the Super Bowl last year <laughs> because of their great defense. defense. That's yeah, how they won exactly. the Super Bowl. I don't know. Anyways, I was very nervous. And I was having flashbacks, and thank God they Well, won. you picked the Rams to get the Super Bowl. Now, I can't remember. Did you pick picked them the to Bills. win? I picked the Rams-Bills. I think I picked the Rams to win. I think. Well, then, so your winner's still alive. My winner's alive, but my RIP, I was so close. So, we'll, so I was 13 so we'll just, seconds from so having. So we're talking about the Rams. We'll go right into the game they're playing this weekend. It's kind of a... It's round a, three. It's a round three, and 
the 49ers have won both of the first two matchups, right? Yeah, they're 6-0 and in the last six games they've played. Uh, against the Rams. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Kyle That's Shanahan. Crazy. Kyle Shanahan has absolutely owned Sean McVay. Owns Sean McVay, which is so funny because him, uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Mike LaFleur are all like close friends. You That's know, sad. Wow. and Kyle Shanahan just has talked so much trash to Sean McVay. He owns him. Owns him. He owns a <laughs> yes, large space in his brain, and you can d- definitely tell that he owns space because when the last time they played, Sean McVay is out. They score a touchdown to go up by like. 14 or yeah. something like that. And Sean McVay is out there celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl in the end zone. And then the 49ers come back. So you know that Shanahan just owns a huge space in his mind. So that's why I'm super worried. Like, I think the Rams are by far and away the better team. I'm very worried because... And home field advantage doesn't help you because, I mean, look at last game. There was more... I mean, there was almost as much Niner fans there as there was Rams fans. Now, you'd have to think... Now, I did see where Matthew Stafford's wife did say... If there was Rams fans that were thinking about selling their tickets for the home playoff game, did you see that she was going to try and buy them and give them to other Rams fans? Yeah, but did you see that uh, the state? I don't know if it was the stadium or the Rams in general tried to restrict people outside the LA area. They literally said, if you don't have an, a some proof of uh, like your location where you live, do you not see that? No, and they got murdered for it, and they had to take <laughs> it back. They tried to That's restrict crazy. it to LA citizens. Because I don't know, are, are but they I don't know if it was like a some, COVID thing. If they were trying to be like, "Oh, this is because of COVID," or do you think it's because they think that some fans from California are maybe not? Oh, I mean, I think they were the definitely they're not LA fans. I think they were definitely trying to get Rams fans. That's crazy. But yeah, wow. they they literally had to they because they restricted tickets. They were like, if you cannot show proof of residency, wow. you're not getting in. And then it was like they just got murdered for it. Well, and you know the the Niner in San Francisco area. I mean, that, that, that's a proud fan base. For, yeah, for the, for the Niners, yeah, huge. I mean, and, and it's still kind of iffy on the the whole L.A. Rams. You know how how much faithful fans do they really have behind them? You know, coming from St. Louis, because yeah. I, mean, I know there's still people from St. Louis who are pulling for the Rams because they're like, you know, St. Louis are. Well, I feel like I feel like the Chargers are worse off because I feel like they've never really had a big oh, fan base. Oh, the Chargers anyways. never had a big yeah. fan base. Oh, it's like the, have you uh, ever even met a real Chargers fan in real life? No, no I haven't, I haven't met a Rams fan in real life either, though. Well, I actually do. Know, I, I know I know a couple of Rams. Oh, okay, fans, well, actually. that works. So they they do exist. They do. Exist. <laughs> they, they are. They're real. They're, they're, they're not make believe. Uh, they're not make believe. It's like the Clippers and the Lakers, though. It's like the Rams or the Lakers and then the <laughs> exactly. Chargers. Are the Oh, Clippers, no, no, it's yeah, like it's, you know, maybe there are some, but it's yes. Lakers and then it's yes. Clippers. I so my question for you, I have two actually. Um, I don't think the, the the Rams are really scary to me because I think that this is not a question that <laughs> that this is this they, opinion. Well, they just can't hold a lead. Like their last like three games, they've gone up by like twenty one, and, and then they just leads. blow the lead. And most, they won most, most recently won against the the Niners as well. Yeah, they, they had I like mean they did. They destroyed lead. they destroyed the Cardinals, but then you go back to the 49ers, the last game of the season, and they have a chance to get the two seed and everything. And get and my they, Saints to the Super, you know, in the playoffs, uh, right. not Super Bowl, but playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And then they blow that lead at the end. And then they almost blew this lead. So I'm very concerned about that. I think they're going to start out really hot like they do, and they just start coasting, and then they you know, make mistakes or whatever. But my question to you is, can Jimmy G do anything offensively to get – because I think they're going to the have to – That's the question mark. This is not mark. Green Bay where it's going to be snowing and 15 degrees. This is L.A. inside of a stadium where it's sunny, and it's in a dome anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But you have to do something offensively because the Rams have too good of an offense to – 
not to only score 10 points and only three offensively. Right. Well, as much hate as Jimmy G gets, I mean, you look at that drive that he had against Green Bay in the closing minutes where he let him down to get that game. He played, he played really he good. He played a fantastic game. He I know threw. he was against the elements and the Packers defense played pretty good for most of the game. But Jimmy G has really defied all odds as far as coming in clutch when the Niners have needed the most. He threw and, the ball really well. Like He, oh, he made some it's great... It's down-the-field throws. These are not like little no. dump-off passes. Mm-mm. These are down-the-field passes, and Debo Samuel has been playing great for him. <laughs> That's uh, Debo him Samuel... And, I mean, him and like, George Kittle? Him and, awesome. Uh, Debo and Cordero Patterson are just like... I mean, Debo's better than fantasy wise. I mean, still. great steals if you, <laughs> you got him. <laughs> well, you uh, put, probably put him at running back or wide receiver, but yeah, but, I don't... He's got to be able to move the ball downfield. Um Especially because I think the Rams probably have a little bit better defense than the Packers. Too. Absolutely, uh, with uh, Aaron Donald in the middle and, and and all those defensive ends they have cycling in for the Rams. I mean, also there's, there's the Forty Nine ers found a cheat code in getting Trent Williams to line up as a freaking fullback and just run him like a fullback. That's so mean. That is a, that's that just is a little mean. bit that, that that's kind of cheating. Like that's not yeah, even that's say. not that's even that, like a cheating. that's just mean. That's yeah. rude because then he just pushes. Adam, did you see the clip of him play? I did. He literally just pushes the entire right side of the line over. Like just pushed him over. He's just a bully. And he's it almost it almost he's like just hurt a big bully. It almost hurt the 49ers more than it helped because Elijah Mitchell had nowhere to run because no. there was ten people just laying on the ground. And it was like, well, I guess that kind of helps. I don't know. <laughs> no, but, but you, you make a good point is can the Niners develop and kind of score enough points against this Rams because we've seen this Rams team they're able to score in bunches there and it's kind of like a snowball effect we saw against the Cardinals we saw against the Buccaneers when they score they score like in bunches it's almost like a it's almost like they run the two two minute offense they All score the and then they it's like hurry up in college football it's like they got they just get to the line Defense they call makes plays. a big stop or makes a big play and their offense goes and you down know I know points. I know Stafford yeah. I know McVay trusts Stafford enough to where he lets Stafford make some audible calls so I know that too and it's like right after a turnover on first down yeah. Long, long, deep pass. They go, they go for it all. Exactly. Like, and they came, having Cam Akers back is huge. I know he fumbled twice, which really kills, but having him back and the way he's able to run the ball. Absolutely, 100%. Is, he, yeah. runs it, he runs angry. He runs trying to hit somebody. <laughs> so, Steven, we've talked about it enough now. I mean, do you feel confident the Rams? The Rams are the, the better Bowl. team. The Rams are the better team. They just are. They have more talent. I mean, you can look at the 49ers. You've been riding can, the Rams train for I have, all and season I'm not, long, so I'm i got to give gonna, you credit for it. You, I'm not going to get them. off. I'm not going to get off because I'm going to say they're going to win. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be close. It's going to be... I, the line's I'll, three I'll say, and a half, so I mean, it's pretty much, you know, toss-up. I mean, I, Because, opinion. like, if if they weren't 6-0, and I would feel so much better. At some point, I would you, say, at some point it's got to If end, they're not 6-0, right? and I would say this is a, a double-digit win for the Rams because I just think they're they're better... Uh, the matchup doesn't really favor. But you think that kind of is is in the back of their heads that they, that they oh can't, yeah that, like they, oh that my gosh, we can't yes. get past these guys type six of, and oh Cole that's true it's, Aaron Do- it's, Aaron it's Do- a real thing I mean Aaron I, Donald's I been right, there yeah. Jalen Ramsey's been there like all these players Cooper Cup has been there it's not like they're all new it's just Matthew Tyler Stafford Higby all those guys exactly yeah. so I, they definitely own space in their head they're gonna be thinking about it again I, I mean, just just Matthew Stafford alone's I win two against them this year right so. <laughs> you just you just worry again <laughs> yeah. you just worry about they're gonna come off I guarantee they're gonna come out really hot yeah they're gonna come out firing on all cinder, cylinders pumped up try and get that can first they, punch can yeah. they keep it up is yeah. the issue uh, and so I think that I think this, they can. Uh, I do too. I I, I'm going to pick the Rams, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to end up being like a three point game. I don't think it's going to be where they have to make a game winning drive, but I do think the 49ers will come back enough at the end 
to make it a really close game. If the Niners are not capable of scoring in the 20s or close to 30, there's no way they can keep close this game. Correct. I just, I just don't think they Correct. can produce that amount of points. So if the Rams score at least 27, 30 points, ball game. So yeah, I like I like the Rams to win this game. So let's talk about Bengals Chiefs, the other big game. Um, what a shocker for this for this AFC. I not, know. On, on, not on, on, not one, on one side, side yeah. But on the well, other one. if you wow. go back to like Week Five, you would say shocker for that, even that one side. Absolutely. But really, so we talked a lot about the Bengals earlier and their problems with the offensive line. Sack Joe Burrow nine times. You got to do something different. They honestly, offensively, if they could just not get him sacked so much. Offensively, they looked fine. Yeah, they they looked fine. They didn't look like they were lost against the Titans or anything like that. Uh, Just don't allow nine sacks, and you know there you go. Um, For the Chiefs, I mean their defense. Their defense has been the problem since. And and what's so funny is during the season we actually talked about that they looked better. Which is funny because I went back and looked. They they improved when they played bad teams. So you look, you go back and look at the teams. I don't have the record sitting in front of me right so now. They were shutting down bad. Offenses. They were shutting down bad yeah, offenses, yeah. and then they went and played a good quarterback or a good offense, and then it was like, which I mean, same old defense. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I think, it, last Sunday. I well, mean, let's, they, let's just they were going to have. That, I mean, right? they they had a performance for the ages. And I don't I think, think any again, defense was stopping them that day. Yeah, I can completely agree. And again, it's one of those snowball effects where one thing happens and it yeah. leads to another and it leads to another, and then you just you feel no like doubt. you're losing everything on defense. Like you just can't get a stop. You just need to slow down for a second, yes. kind of thing. You know? Yes. Uh, I don't. My my one question for you, Cole, is really all I have for this is I I do think the Chiefs will win. Um. Do you think the Bengals, what can the Bengals do? Let's put it this way to slow down the Chiefs. Can they get pressure? Because there's been times where the Bengals' defense has looked really good. You can go back to the, when they played the, the Ravens. Uh, they destroyed the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. It was, everybody was healthy ish for the Ravens. I, and there's times where their defense has looked elite. Um, obviously, there's times where they have given up a lot. Uh, the Bengals have been very back and forth this year. It's not like they were 12 and 4 or whatever the record would be. What can they do? I think the only thing the Bengals can do is just make sure they try and keep keep up as far as scoring goes. I, I do. I, I don't. I I don't see the Bengals defense being that great at slowing down. I don't think there's any way you can slow down the Chiefs. The only thing you can hope for is just kind of pressure Mahomes enough to where maybe he can make some mistakes and take the ball out of his hands and whatnot. Yeah. Because if you the longer he has the ball, the more he's going to try and find guys like Tyreek Hill, find guys like Travis Kelsey. Find Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think you're going to get very many guys. coverage sacks. Exactly. I, I don't think you're going to. So if you're the Bengals, you just got to focus on what you can do best and just make sure, you, like you said, protect Joe Burrow and allow him to make plays with Jamar Chase, Tyler Hit, uh, uh, not Hibby, CJ Uzama. Higgins. Oh, Higgins. you're talking about uh, is it Higgins or is it T uh, Higgins? Yes, and then T-Higgins. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, yes. right? Yeah, and, and CJ Uzama. Uzama. Find those type of guys, get them open, you know, find some early offense and just, you know, try to keep pace with it, you know, and, yeah. and get it to the fourth quarter. Yeah, That's I mean, what you I think, do. as I say, I think you try and slow the, down, the game down as much as possible for get, the Bengals. Give Joe Mixon the ball. As I say, give Joe Mixon the ball, yeah. give, get a lot of those, you know, they had a lot of almost jet sweep-like plays with Jamar Chase and everything like that. I will tell you, Bengals, though, you're not going to win this game with the field goals you did with the Titans. So a lot of the drives the Bengals had. How many they, field goals did they kick in that game? So they kicked four. I think the other thing. I think was, yeah. So one being the game winning, yeah, yeah, Evan McPherson. Which I mean, hey, you have a weapon, arguably the second best kicker in football, yeah, uh, behind Justin Tucker. But you're not going to win it. You can't. You can't have these long drives because that's what they were doing with the Titans. They were having long, sustained, great drives. They would get down towards field goal range, towards the red zone. Joe Burrow gets sacked like two plays in a row, and then you're back Can't down. Do you're, I mean, you're you're yeah. second and. 
and 15, you're third and 30. Like, you're just not going to, you know, you can't get behind the sticks, basically. No, you're not going to get second chances against the Chiefs. Yeah. So, the Titans gave you second chances all game long. Yeah. The, the offense, I'll say, you're just not going to get that, especially no. with the way their offense is humming right now. If the Titans so. took care of the ball last week, they probably win the game. I, I'll the scores, have, I have the so. Chiefs, um, but I do think it's really close. Um, it's hard not to be confident in Joe Burrow, too. You, he just oozes confidence, you know? He, he, you, you feel good when With a he's, better offensive line and maybe a little bit better defense than I felt confident enough to stop the Chiefs, I would pick but hey, if the you're, Bengals. If you're a Bengals fan, too, but, if you're a Bengals fan right now, you're so excited because you're overachieving at least a year ahead. The Bengals and Chiefs played yes, Bengals a few won. weeks ago. The Bengals won, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's what I thought. I, I, could, I couldn't remember. Uh, 34-31. That's what I feel like this game is going to be. And see, and, 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 that's, and that's the kind of game you got to have if you're the Bengals is that kind of game. You just got to outscore them because you, you're, you're not going to stop them. No. I, I just I haven't seen a you're defense this year. You're not going to stop year. them, but I think there's, there's ways you can slow them down. Uh you, you got to play good. You have to at least play good defense and not, you know, bone, make bonehead mistakes. Just you have to make them simple. make mistakes. K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. That's all it is. I, I I got the Chiefs as well, and I think they cover. I got I, the I, Chiefs. I'm not sure what's, what the, what's line the spread? Is. I think it is. Uh, I, I think it was a pretty close spread as well. I can't remember what it was specifically. Let's see. Load, load, load. Bengals, Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are seven point favorites. Wow. Okay, so a whole touchdown. I don't like them to cover that. Out <sighs> Bengals plus seven. I will say that I'm with you. I don't think they cover either because I think I think it could just Chiefs be win, just Bengals, inside. but Bengals yeah. cover. I think it's definitely going to be a close game, though. I do too. I, 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 think, I think these are two way. games that could be very entertaining, barring a Rams kind of a blow out of the Niners. No, I agree. I, th- I think the Rams are capable of an explosion on offense to where they maybe can get away from the Niners. But I think this Bengals Chiefs game will be very good. I, I completely agree. So, real quick before we move on to uh, some college basketball, because we do have to Absolutely. talk about the teams. For I do sure. want to go over the, the recent, all the NFL news that we didn't touch on. Uh, so, obviously, the Bears hire their uh, head coach. I need to look up his actual name because it's a funny name. Uh, Matt. He was the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Uh, Matt Eberflus. Eberflus? Eberflus. Cannot. I, 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 didn't, I don't know that. Yeah. Ne- never heard name. of him before no. in my life. But don't he, know that name. Bears, no. Bears hired him uh, as head coach. They obviously hired Ryan Poles. I wonder if one Tyler Evans is excited <laughs> about this hire. <laughs> so I said, well, I guess we'll never know. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, and guess. then you, they hire Ryan Poles as their new GM, which he was a um, player personnel for the Chiefs. Yep. So uh, not too bad there. Um, but I, the defensive coordinator for the Colts, very weird hire. Weird, very, hire. very odd, very weird. Yeah, because they wasn't like they agree. had an average defense. Like they weren't bad, but they no, weren't, but they, they weren't certainly good. weren't like world beaters. Yeah. That you're like, like wow, like very oh, weird man. hire. Because it's not yeah. like that was a name. Like people weren't being like, hey, no. look out for Matt Eberflus to be. Yeah, the, yeah, watch out for that guy. Yeah, he's um, definitely the guy you want to be as your next head. So coach. that one, uh, the Vegas Raiders are currently looking at Josh McDaniels. For a deal, uh, Adam Schefter reporting on that, and then uh, apparently the Patriots would then look to uh, hire Bill O'Brien from Alabama to be their offensive coordinator. So going from some some Tide fans might be happy about that. Yeah, as I say, I don't so. I don't know. I, it's hard to be mad at him for scoring, you know, thirty plus a game. You know, it's not like they had a bad offense. Not bad. It's hard to repeat. Maybe just situational play calling would be that's fair that's fair but it's hard to go from 2020 when they're literally the best offense maybe ever yeah yeah. and then go like whoever it was was gonna not be the right they're not i agree you know i agree uh and then how many first round picks were on that offense Ooh, i mean three four mac naji uh four yeah they're both receivers jalen waddle and jalen waddle did uh uh 
So oh, that's four. And then you had your go? offensive lineman. Yeah. yeah. So that's five. You had at, at least, least five. five. Wow. So almost half. Like, that's not really fair to Bill O'Brien. Uh, who else got hired? There was another one, wasn't there? Um, I I don't I like think I, Miami hasn't named a head coach yet, and neither has New Orleans. I know um, you're hoping for Eric Bieniemy. I, I would love Eric Bieniemy. Let me just say, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores. I would take Brian Flores. The what Miami they, Dolphins are stupid him? for firing why him. Why did they fire him? I would gladly so take only, Brian Flores. One of the things I did see is that the uh, Brian Flores and the owner didn't agree. The Texans on the, are also looking for a, a coach as that's well. That's true. Have they hired somebody yet? I don't think they've hired anybody else either. I don't know. So I think I think you have three really big jobs with head coaching vacancies right now. Well, and and the Las Vegas Raiders, that's four. Yeah, the, you've got the Raiders, the Raiders you've got uh, the Saints, the Dolphins, and the Texans all without head coaches currently right Who's now. Who's Kevin O'Connell? Oh, he's offensive coordinator for the Rams. Ha! See that now. So he's, uh, he's, so he's been that's hired. Who, no, no, no. That's who's looking at uh, the Texans are looking at Rams offensive coordinator. Kevin O'Connell. Uh, I don't know. Who's Jonathan Gannon? Who but, are these people? But the, <laughs> And that makes me upset because Eric Bieniemy and Brian Flores, they should be head coaches in this league. Why right is now. Brian Flores not? And how he is not. I, I know he has to have been interviewed by somebody. Eric Bieniemy, though, I feel like there's a little bit of in kind him of like, you know, of is he going to take over for Andy right. Reid? So I feel oh, like. Really? Yeah, you don't, you don't feel that? I feel like Andy Reid and him kind of off to the side are just kind of like, hey. Listen, just stick around a, a little bit. You can take a head coaching job. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you, but you're my heir apparent. Like, I, I've probably got two more years left I in me, two or three more years. That. That, that's Andy Reid's pretty old. He is. He is. And he's been coaching for a long time. Maybe so, if he wins a Super Bowl. So I said, this year. one more Super Bowl run. You have Eric Bieniemy to follow right up. They are. You keep consistency there. You stay with Patrick Mahomes Obviously, as your quarterback. And, and I, mean, I, I was listening to this uh, podcast the other day too. It's like if you're Eric Bieniemy, you're not going to get a better situation than having Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. No. You're just not. No, not at all. <laughs> so why no. would you – I mean, you're going to make more money, obviously, for a head coach. But unless you just can't wait, let's say three more years, Fanny Reed. let's say – let's just throw out a year. You can wait three years of making – let's say he makes $1.5 million a year to have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, and then you're going to be the head coach of them, and you're probably going to be a head coach for – get a five-year contract after that. I, I would be I would be willing to wait. <laughs> I would be, just be like, so. hey, I can go coach the Texans – who have a quarterback that probably won't ever play again and are a dumpster fire. Or I could just stay in my comfy little place in Kansas City for three I years agree. and carry out head coach. That's my thoughts on Airbnb. And then the um, other one I saw Miami was looking at. Who, who did Miami look at? I just told you a minute ago. Oh, it was Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Uh, the offensive coordinator for the, Ram, I mean, for the 49ers and uh, – Gosh, I just told you this, Cole. He's and another guy that's kind of flying under the radar is, is oh J- Brian DeBall, Brian DeBall, yeah Brian for Dable. Miami. Is Josh McDaniels getting any any looks for? Yeah, that's what we job? just talked about a minute ago. Raiders, okay, okay, Remember? Raiders, okay, yeah, yeah, Raiders because then Brian, I mean, uh, Bill O'Brien would get too many Bryans. Bill O'Brien would, would then the go to the offensive cover for the Patriots. So McDaniel's to Vegas. It all comes. Yeah, together. there you go. It's all there you go. coming. All right, that'll that'll finish with the NFL news. I just wanted to catch. Up on the catch you guys the up hirings the hirings Absolutely. there in case you're not aware so let's move on to some college basketball we got to talk some about some great college basketball. basketball in this state so of Alabama I think sure. we have to start out with Auburn we have to start out with Auburn absolutely they number are one team in all of college number basketball. one for a reason I mean they are playing outstanding basketball they have the I mean legit number one overall pick in Jabari Smith his 
what what sticks out to me most, obviously six ten, and he's you know he's a I mean great, yeah moves uh, like a guard. What doesn't stick out about him? Well, I mean, the, the, the contested just, shot making. Yeah, that's what sticks out to me is that not only can he move, and he's you know has all the athletic talent, it's that he shoots in people's faces, and it doesn't affect the shot. It still not goes down. Yeah, it, I mean it reminds me. It, everybody does this every year, and it drives me crazy. I'm going to do it again. It reminds me of Kevin Durant's shot. Well, no, no, and he does. Where it's like he's six ten. Kevin Durant, I'm seven feet. Let's be honest. And they're just shooting in people's faces, and it's it looks so pure. It looks so, uh, you know, easy to them. So that's what that's what sticks out to me. So I mean, he's he, insane. He's a walking bucket. He is. He's, a he's walking great. Bucket. And it, Auburn's oh. offense in general is just humming along. It is really when well. you guys you got guys like Wendell Green who's committed to his position, and I think he even does he come off the bench or is he? Or is, I don't know or if or he is, comes off the bench or he starts some. I really haven't figured that out yet. Him, uh, him, and uh, KD, I, I think uh, KD, Katie Johnson. Yeah. yeah, I mean Katie Johnson. I mean, I mean he's he and they referred him as the the psychopath or whatever, and he is. I mean, he just brings the energy for this Auburn team. Wendell Green, though, if you watch him, he shoots. Uh, I put this in the rundown. He reminds me a lot of Jared Harper. Where Jared Hart, they're fast, shorter, and they're fast, they're a little bit shorter, and they shoot. And he'll pull up from any position deep on the threes, court. Yeah, deep threes. Deep yeah. threes. That's what that reminds me of. It's Jared Harper when he was playing for Auburn. Well, you, and you've watched the Missouri game uh, where Auburn was struggling. Uh, Jabari Smith, five points. I yeah. mean, it was an off game for him. And it Bruce Pearl even said it after the game. He was like, like it was an off game. In fairness him. to Auburn, too, Missouri is last in three point percentage. And, and they shoot fantastic. And they three. shot fantastic in that whole game. And they've done it against so, Alabama this year as well. Exactly. Where, they, where they've been a bad three point shooting and all of a sudden have a great game against It happens. Each team, and so, so it was an off and it, it was also a, I mean, it was definitely a letdown scenario for Auburn where they just come off that huge win against Kentucky and then they have you to play. You knew it was coming. They have to play a like a very average Missouri team and it, it's a, it was a letdown spot, and they still won. So it right. is, it's like if you can still win in those letdown spots where your best player's playing bad, the other team's shooting and lights Katie out. Katie Johnson just stepped up. He went and got him back-to-back buckets to end the game and just stepped up. And not only was he supplying that energy, but he also was bringing the fire as far as scoring for them. And this is what you have to see about Auburn, is how do they sustain success when you go from being the hunter to the hunted? That's because true. Because we've seen with That's Alabama true. football, handling being number one, getting everybody's best say, Everybody's going to give you your A game. I, I you know, I think How I'll, do they handle this moving forward? You've got the newness and the humble factor over with the Missouri game. You have Oklahoma, Alabama coming up on the next Tuesday. How do you handle being number one? Obviously, that home crowd from Auburn is maybe the best crowd in oh, basketball it's crazy. right it's now. A, what is uh, John Rothstein says, welcome to the jungle. And they're, they're all welcome uh, to the jungle. Absolutely. Maybe they one have, of the best home court advantages. They probably maybe. have the best Twitter games in all. because every, The memes are just fantastic. <laughs> where they go, you all just the, lost to shirtless Bruce Pearl. Say, I mean, all just, of the, uh, it's just great. It's like all the teams that post, they have to post the final score thread or whatever. And then at the, it's like the replies are like 3,000. And then it's like the likes oh, are Auburn like Twitter just attacks them. Yeah. At Missouri. Do you see Missouri's? No. It literally a post of the final score. And then it just it like the tweet. All the tweet was because the picture of the final score was, we know it's coming. And it was like 3,000 replies. That is great. That's great. Now, uh, last thing I do want to talk about, which you can have another point too, just for me, the last thing I did want to talk about is defensively, they've got a uh, Walker Kessler. Yeah. Say they've got the best defensive big man in the in all of college basketball. Walker Kessler. He's I call him. Four. I like to call him the big wall of hell. No, that's what I like to call him because I mean there is just nothing. Well, if you watch him, that man. So he's averaging four blocks a game, which is insane. Insane. Insane to average four blocks a game. But also the the shots he doesn't block, he just alters everybody's shots so much because they're so worried he's about just it. in the way. They're, they're, <laughs> everybody's so worried he's just about in it. In the way. Yeah. 
So I mean, with you all this, Jarvis Bernardo that from Mississippi State a few no. years back. No. He was a center, and he actually set a record really in the SEC for most blocks in a, in a game and per game. He really, was, he, he was. You know, well, you know, who, you know who owns ridiculous. the uh, all time? I think they actually like almost beat the Kentucky team that had uh, John Wall and uh, oh DeMarcus yeah, yeah with Demarcus Cousins. Mississippi okay. State played in the championship game, and Jarvis gotcha. Bernardo was actually on that team. He, that's what he reminds me of. He, he, he's just a blocking machine. He blocks everything that comes his way. You know who owns the, uh, which I don't know, I, th- I think Walker Kessler still has like continued to go off for blocks to even get close to this record. This you is the record for SEC or Auburn? No, this is the record for all-time NCAA blocks in a season. Who is it? You know who owns it? No. Any guesses? Is it, a, is it an NBA player that we, that's well-known? I mean, you know him, yeah. He's not like... It's not Sh- is it Shaq? No. No? No. I don't know. Who is it? David Robinson. They, well, that that, that, yeah, that I should I should have guessed that. Wow, know, that's pretty hard. Yeah, I should have guessed it. I would have guessed I would have guessed Hakeem Olajuwon or. Um, I mean, I, I would have went Tim Duncan and he played away Forest. I mean, I, I would have I would have named a couple of guessed, names. I would have probably guessed. Of course, Lowell a teammate Sinder. of Tim Duncan, David Robinson. David Robinson. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, the admiral was he was He's a blocking good. machine He's too. Good. So I mean, reminds He's me good. a lot. Yeah. So we talked about the good. You have a complete team with Auburn. Let's I mean, talk about the bad side. Okay. Um, and let's move on to Alabama. Oh, oh! I thought you meant. <laughs> no. you, I thought you were trying to find a bad side of Auburn. I was like, it's kind of hard can't, to find that can't right find now. One. I can find plenty though. In can't Alabama. find many flaws. So, um, first question for you is: uh, How is this the same team that beat Gonzaga and Houston earlier? Stephen, this year? it feels like it's been months since that game against Gonzaga and Houston. That that stretch of games where Alabama won those games, it feels like it's forever since it's those games happened. It's crazy. This feels like a night and day, just different team. It's than insane. we saw against those two it's teams. It's insane. I don't. I it, cannot figure this team so out. This is, so this is the things I've noticed watching them play of what of what is happening really. Missed defensive assignments is a huge one. So when the ball starts swinging, they lose their man and their their switches fail. It's like some people are switching everything. Other people are like, wait, I'm not switching this. And so they just get all clustered in the middle and somebody gets wide open three. Or, you know, somebody gets blown by and they think that they're getting help on the back end and then I they're not saying. getting help. And, and and that's, I think, something that Nate Oates has talked about. The attention to detail on the defensive side has definitely not been there. Like, Well, I think a, a huge point I've talked about uh, with Jeff uh, several times is that they miss um, – I'm blanking on his name right Herb now. Herb Jones. Yeah, they miss him so much because not only was he yeah. the best one-on-one defender, he covered everybody else's up. Oh yeah, so he, anytime, he made he made up for your mistakes, and he covered two guys at once most yeah. of the time. So he would get your guy that's running down and still be able to close out to his guy on the three point. And that, I think that especially Shackelford and Quinterly miss that so much to have a wing that is able to do that. And he was also another problem that Alabama's having. He's a great rebounder. Oh, absolutely. And they suffer so much on the rebounds. Part of it is just yeah. Nate Oates' scheme offensively. He wants his guards to go start running. And so they they miss kind of box out so that some there's some easy and that you know that happened last year too that's nothing new, uh, it's obviously happening a lot worse this year. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's, it's very bad. Uh, and then hero ball tends to happen a lot in the half court. Oh, absolutely. Not that. knowing which guy who's going to get the ball, take the next shot. And they're yeah. just they don't. It's like it's like they don't have a plan. They're just saying, "Hey, let's try to beat this guy." The ball one-on-one. is sticking too much. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't. It's not it doesn't flowing. Swing. Yeah, there's it's, no flow. It's, yeah, there's no. When flow you get in the half it. court, and and granted, they are they yeah. want to run, but when they get in their half court, they're just so stagnant, 
and it's like, hey, can it's like JD's JD turn Davis, to shoot? Can JD JQ's Davis time to break this one on one? Can Shackelford break this one on one? Can he hit a contested three? And it's like, well, and then oh, if they if they get stuck, they'll just throw it out to Noah Gurley for a three, or exactly, throw it out to this guy exactly. for a three. Yeah, and then of course, of course, these are the the two big ones too. Free throws. I don't know what they work on in oh. practice. Uh, it was bad. They were last so good year. for a stretch. It was really bad last year, but man, and it has been bad this year. Yeah, it's been bad. You can't shoot. You you don't win many games shooting sixty percent from free throw. You just no. don't. They call them free for a reason. Uh, and then turnovers. Offensive turnovers have been how many did they have against Georgia? They had Nineteen. Nineteen turnovers. Granted, they did get I think twelve or fourteen from Georgia. Oh but, no! Yeah, well, and part of that's due because Georgia's not a good basketball team. <laughs> they're terrible. But. They're terrible. So it, <laughs> it's just. That kind of thing leads me to: Does NATO system still work, or and and shots just need to be able to fall because they are shooting abysmal from three point, or is this? Do they need to rethink their game plan based on the personnel they currently have? I think you you have the answer right there. You have to work with the personnel that you have this year and right now and during this current team that you have because you can't base it off next year. I know that you have in the rundown. I do. You're, you're looking forward to next year, obviously. With some, we'll go over the have. names in a second, but but I mean. This is the team that you currently have. This is the personnel you're working with. You have to find a way to win with this roster. They, uh, he has to change up his scheme offensively. You have to. You just can't. They're not going to win. Or you're going to have more games like Georgia. Or Missouri. Or Missouri. Or you you name it. Yeah. Name, name the, the above game, I mean, they're, whatever they're, you want to name. 13-7 right now, Cole. This is a team where when they beat Gonzaga and Houston, there was talk of them being a potential number one overall seed. And now it's, there's, talk of, there's talk of them not making the tournament. So and, you and this go is from, also a team that has next three games: Baylor, yeah, Auburn, loss, and loss, Kentucky. Loss. <laughs> but the thing is, if you somehow maybe pull one of the three, heaven forbid, two of the three. That's a great. I mean, I any mean, of those are great you're, wins. You're, you're right back in the, the five, six seed so talk the, again. The problem is that they lost to Auburn when they had the chance in Coleman to yes. win. Uh, you, you can't. They're not going to win in Auburn. No. I don't, uh, I don't, do they I play Kentucky anyway. at home or do they play them? They play Kentucky at home and Baylor at home. Baylor, I just think, is just far and away. I mean, Kentucky is too. The problem with Kentucky too is what's their center's name? Oh, oh, I can't think of his name. Is, is it Chihuahua or something, something like that? Like that. Yeah, it's really close. Or something like that. Something crazy. Uh, he's. I mean, he's going to get. He's going to. He might break the record for rebounds against Alabama. It, it, seriously, honestly. What do you have? Like twenty eight in that one game? <laughs> it was something. I think crazy. he's going to be in the thirties. He'll probably be in the thirties. He's going to own the backboard. Anyways, well, Alabama, you, were, you mentioned sure. it earlier. The bright side is for, for Nate Oates and, and his system is they have Brandon Miller, who is the number one uh, small forward. Uh, you have Rylan Griffin, who is, I think he's a shooting guard. He might be a small forward. I might have those mixed up. Brandon Miller might be a power forward. Could, be, Jayden, could, could play either one. Maybe. Yeah, Jaden Bradley. and he, Brandon Miller's, I think, 6'9". Rylan Griffin's 6'5". Jalen Bradley, number one point guard. He is... Uh, Five, him and Brandon Miller are the five stars, and then Noah Clowney, which I think he's a JUCO transfer. Yes. So yes, yeah. you have, and these are all four and five star guys. You have optimism. You have the number three recruiting. And, he, and, and I mean, it's, it's very evident Nate Oates can recruit. It's the adjustments in game and during this season. As I say, I'm that worried I, that, that we need to that, see from Nate Oates. I'm worried that if they keep getting recruiting classes like they did, because I think they still had a pretty good one last year with the JUCO transfers and everything oh, absolutely. else. With, with JD Davis. JD Davison, and, and then uh, their center. And Betty Yeah, thank you. But uh, 
that, that that's a struggle that's been for this year too. It's been He's Charles Bediaco has been very soft, yeah. and has not been able to really assert. He gets in foul trouble a lot. He gets dude. in foul trouble a lot, and and he's he's just not physical when they need him to be on the on the glass and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm worried that this is I, I I worry that this is going to turn into a Memphis situation where they had yeah. uh, number one recruiting classes in almost in two or three years number one overall recruiting classes and you, we've seen them this year. Granted, they beat Alabama, but <laughs> well, <laughs> it's I, not hard to do right now. <laughs> and another thing you worry for Alabama is with with this the success they had early. Did they peak too soon? Did they win those games? Did they? peak too soon and now it's like they're stuck in a rut they're in a shooting uh, evident shooting slump they cannot get the ball to go through the hoop sometimes Keon Ellis got hurt too did you see that do I know he got hurt in the Georgia game Keon Ellis yeah Keon Ellis is hurt and then Juwan Gary obviously did not play in Tuesday Tuesday night's game so I mean you have now got, two they, guys they got, they got uh, Rojas back and Rojas, has been you get Rojas back. back and then there's there's a guy on the bench who is the guy that, that they haven't played all season long pretty much? He's got like six minutes to play. But there are people that are like screaming for, for him, him to, to play. play. I don't know. I can't remember what his name is. but they, Oh, is he the uh, the Canadian? Uh, yes. Alex yes. Chaiku? Yes. Chaiku? Chaiku? There, Chaiku? I mean, I've heard that this guy is like... he was. So he was a really high recruit, um, I think, last year. He got hurt. How was he not He was out all season. And then time. apparently he was in Nato's like... Uh, on his... On his uh, um, for lack of a better word, it's shit list. And I can't, wow. uh, I don't know why, but I think he was because he was suspended for a couple of games for to start the season. Well, I, so I maybe, maybe that makes sense. Maybe he's in the doghouse, but I, I heard dog NATO's house. post I couldn't think of doghouse. He, I, just, I just went straight to the shit list. <laughs> I, I, think he's, I, I think he's definitely in NATO's doghouse, but NATO's talked about it after the Georgia game. There are going to be some changes that are going to be made. He said that there's definitely some lineup changes, some rotations that are going to be made. So I think Alabama is going to really have to work on the next few days before this Baylor game. You know, they had the Friday Darius, practice. Darius um, Miles got hurt too. You're, you're going to probably see those kind of guys. I mean, I mean, Britton Johnson. I mean, getting a lot of playing time the last couple of games. I don't know. Man. I mean, a guy who never has had, had seen much playing time. I, say, so, I think that I think this is not. I think part of it is that Alabama had such a great season last year. There was so much hype going into this year, such a good recruiting class coming in, and that all that happened, and then they beat Gonzaga and Houston. Granted, they lost to Memphis, but you're like, okay, well, going into the season, you would have taken two out of those three all day, any day. And then now, where they are now is just, oh, my goodness. No, you're right. It's falling off a cliff. I agree. So let's move on to the third team that we have to talk about because they are playing so great is UAB. They have the best team since 2014. By far, so the best team in seven years. Uh, I, I mean, Andy Kennedy, he's built something with the transfers. Absolutely, so, no, yes, At, with with Jordan Walker and uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? I'm I'm blanking on my names right now. Need more information. Uh, the big uh, Trey. Uh, uh he, but he was here last year. Well, yeah, okay, well, you know, but still, <laughs> okay, uh, but, but but he is Trey Jimison. Trey Jimison, yeah. Uh, he is a transfer, but it, I, I think that he is, you know, Andy Kennedy is playing it right, where at UAB you're not going to get the five-star recruits. You're probably not going to get m- most any four-star recruits. But you can build something from transfers from different from different places. And man, oh, man, have they built something. Jordan Jelly Walker. Jordan is Jelly a player, Walker, man. baby. Yeah, he, no, he's, he's, he he's a baller. He can shoot the lights out. He's a baller. He can shoot the lights he's out. A like 36 against La Tech the other night. I guess it was Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, and then they play, of course, tonight. They play Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky, so that'll be an interesting game. Uh, they can they can definitely make some moves here. Uh, the sad thing is, 
I, they need to be consistent, obviously. They lost a, a very puzzling loss to Rice, which is not a good basketball team. Puzzling loss there. Uh, but then I, I did see this thing, the stat. I think they're like one of eight or ten teams in the country that their only losses have been within two possessions. Wow. That's crazy. Because they lost to West Virginia by six. Yeah. They lost to South Carolina by two. Mm-hmm. They lost to, was it San Francisco? Or yes. Six? What was the yes. other team they beat? St. Louis was who they beat, right? St. Louis. Yes. San yes. Francisco, they lost by two. Yes. And so it's like, and um, Bryce, they lost by five, which weird loss. But I mean, you have you have some really good players on this UAB team. Quan Jackson. You've we already talked about Trey Jimison and then, then Jelly Jordan Walker. I mean, and then you got Buffin and Lovin coming off the coming off the bench sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, Urkel who's been clutch. He had a he had a game winner. Um, at least one. So you you have like this is by and I do I honestly think this is a way more talented team than than the UAB I has so in twenty fourteen. Absolutely. So I I think the sky's the limit. Um, they have to be consistent. Uh, I think they could have gotten an at large bid. They they still talk of them getting an at large bid, which is crazy. Even if they don't win the conference. Even you if mean? they don't win the yeah. conference, which I uh, think they will. I mean, I think the I think best they team in the conference. They USA are after beating Louisiana Tech for the sole lead of the uh, which is crazy. At that was the Tech first too. time they've ever beat La Tech in La Tech. In Shreveport, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's it, yeah. it's uh, not Shreveport. It's um, is is that Louisiana Tech not in Shreveport? No, it's no. uh, oh gosh, now I, I thought they up. were in Shreveport. Are you sure? I'm pr- almost positive. I thought I thought I could be hundred percent they were in Shreveport. Won't be the first time. No, it's uh, starts with a B. I think. Anyways, keep talking about while well, I look this up. So, so I mean, any, any other, any other? Uh, <laughs> well, they had the close. You had the, you were talking about the teams they lost close to. You named South Carolina, West Virginia, San Francisco. Those are all. I mean. Other than San Francisco, probably quality losses. I mean, West Virginia looks like a pretty good San loss. San Francisco, right now. I think, is a uh, quadrant two. So, so, not necessarily a bad loss. Though. No, it's not a bad loss. Rustin, Rustin. Oh. Wow, I, I really thought it was Shreveport. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay. I knew, I knew it was. I didn't think it was Shreveport because I've been to Shreveport and I was like, Rust. I knew it was a weird. So let's town kind of. So, so let's take all three teams. We'll start with UAB, and then we'll look at Auburn and Alabama too. We'll look at their. Well, since this episode will probably be airing. Uh, on a Tomorrow. later date, so we'll so we'll, we'll kind of look at the next three games. For this each episode opponent. will be airing on the twenty eighth. The twenty eighth on a Friday. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Okay. <laughs> we'll look at their next three games. So UAB has Western Kentucky, and they're at Marshall on Saturday, and the Middle Tennessee State at home. You like the, you like them going three and zero the next three games. Marshall's the probably the hardest game. Marshall probably being the hardest game. Yeah. That's the Saturday game. Yeah. I I the I think Middle Tennessee is uh down year this year. West Kentucky's not good this year. So I think it's Marshall. But I think they win. I I don't see the rest of their schedule which is all Conference USA. They should win every single game. Southern Miss is terrible. Barring, barring Louisiana Tech at home the last game of the season. Right. That's barring their that hardest one, game. That's left. the hardest game they have left. Yeah. Conference USA is pretty bad. So hardest, that's why, ro- hardest road game you'd say they have left though is the at Marshall game on Saturday. You think so? Uh maybe UTSA. UTSA is sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky good. I gotta, I gotta say, Stephen. But I think they they should run away with the conference. I, I, I think, yeah, I think they run away. I, I they I, should. I mean, I, I see them maybe losing one or two more games the rest of the season. The only reason that La Tech even stays in the gym with them is because Kenny Law. I mean, there's a bunch of seven and twelve, zero wins in conference teams. Yeah, in this they're conference. bad. No, they're bad. I mean, it, I mean, this. That's is, why it would be surprising if they get. A at large bid. at large because their conference schedule their their conference sucks. So almost they and have then the to two win. the two game or the three games they had that were quadrant one or quadrant two were South Carolina, um, West Virginia and Saint uh, San Francisco yes. and they lost those. Yes, so those are the ones they needed to win. St. Louis was a good win and then they beat somebody else who was pretty good. 
um, out of conference. But those are those are the wins they needed to get the at large. So uh, I don't want to pick the final four right now. I have that on the rundown, but I just want to move on because I don't really know my final four, honestly. And, and I, I, I feel like it's early. the next three games for UAB. Talking about Alabama now, you don't think they win the next three games at all? Like, like even when I mean, one if you're, of them, if you're, even win one, you don't think they win one? Just I mean, one, it's hard. Steve. It's hard not to win one of those three. Um, but they're two quickly, of them are at home. Two of them are home too. They could quickly go from thir- thirteen and seven to thirteen and ten, like easily. I mean, like, and that's and that's just so crazy to think about. Yeah. And I mean, this is like like you said, this is a team that they were literally talking about being a one seed, and now uh, they're Lenardi has him as a five seed right now. Uh, he hasn't updated it yet. I don't think. I think he updates it on Monday. Um, but as a Monday before the Georgia loss, he had them as a five seed playing UAB actually, which would be very That's interesting. Crazy. That'd be very crazy if Alabama plays UAB. Honestly, right now UAB would win. Um, I do, I really think that. I, I think so too. I, I think you're right. That's crazy. That's that not even like a. I really think that. No, I think that I, I Alabama think has a more right. talented roster, but UAB is just playing better basketball. I I would say maybe one of the three. They would. I would say it would probably be Kentucky. Honestly, be Kentucky, and that uh, that really depends on Ty Ty Washington's health, right? And Wheeler's depends health. Depends on the, the health, and if they can figure out a way to not let um, whatever the center's name. So I'm going to say UAB wins three of the next three. Yeah, I'll say Alabama wins one of the next three. Correct. And now Auburn has Oklahoma at home on on Saturday. They then play Alabama at, at home. home on Tuesday, and, and then they, they travel to Georgia the next Saturday. Three and a half. Which so you think you think three? Oklahoma is their hardest game. Is Oklahoma bad this year? They are thirteen and six, I believe. They so, won. The, hey. they, they beat they beat West Virginia, and oh, and I Oklahoma say, had that skid where they were winning a few games in a row, and then they kind of went on like a a, a skid. They were good last year. I'm, well. I'm kind of had that in the right. back of my mind. Uh, I have not watched an Oklahoma game, believe it or not. I would say that was probably their hardest. Their hardest game was Oklahoma. Um, George is very bad. But so so both George your both your toughest bad. games are at home, and yes. your and your weakest game is always on the road. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think Auburn wins the next three as well. Yeah. So I think UAB and Auburn. Win of the next three, three, and maybe Alabama can win one of the next three. Because if Alabama does just win one of the next three, that's another quad one win for Alabama. Be huge. I mean, because then you'll have Gonzaga. They need to win that. Houston. Uh, You already have a win over LSU and Tennessee. How did they beat LSU and Tennessee? What is is happening? It it is. Well, Tennessee, I know know how they beat. Consistency is just not I know how they beat Tennessee is because they... Tennessee was out there. Two Tennessee best was players. missing two players. They're yes. best players. They're and, they're two yeah, best yeah. players. <laughs> they're and they still scorer. almost won. Uh, yeah, it's it's Alabama had needs. But if some help you here. somehow steal a game against Kentucky or Baylor, I, I mean that's a that's I a mean, really good win. I think that they would still have to make some noise in the SEC. Not not sure. win it, but just make some noise because I do think that the SEC is the best basketball conference right now. You do? Oh, I do. Okay, I do. Yeah, well, by far and away, or no, you, they, not far and away. So who's who's the next closest team, next closest conference? Maybe Big Ten. You think the Big Ten? ACC is having a very bad year. It's like Duke and then nobody. Maybe I, Miami. I, I think I think the Big Twelve is pretty good this year. I think there's some really good Big Twelve teams. Yeah, Baylor. Oh, I guess you have Texas Tech, Baylor, Baylor, Kansas, Iowa State, Texas well, Iowa Tech. State just lost like yeah. I mean, I mean but 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 Texas Tech, Kansas, yeah, Texas Tech, Kansas. I mean, those are those are some good basketball What's Texas teams doing this year. Yeah. Texas, uh, Texas. I think they're. I think they, I know they've won. I know. I asked you a very random question. I, 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 I'm not. 100% you don't know sure. Texas record. Yeah, you don't, you don't know Texas's record. <laughs> how could you? How could you say that? No, but I think I think there's some. I think there's some good teams in the Big Twelve as well. So I mean, I, I, I think the SEC work. is good. I think, but like most people say about the conferences, is that they're very top heavy. 
Oh, for sure. Well, and I, I think I think the SEC can be a little top heavy, but I think some of the top is really good. Well, I think Texas A and M, Arkansas, those those next tier teams right below the good. Kentuckys and Auburns are right there with. Like I think the, if I think if Alabama was good, like stayed good, then I think they would be the best conference. Because then you have Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee. I think Florida's having a down year though. They're twelve and seven. They're like twelve or thirteen. So kind of down. They're they're kind of like Florida. Alabama. They're kind of like Alabama, uh, just right there floating, you know. And then Mississippi State, Arkansas, not bad. Mississippi State, not bad. Yeah, Arkansas. you have decent teams. Like you have you have Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee at the top, and then you have, uh, you know, Arkansas. Oh, and Kentucky. Excuse me. And then you have Arkansas, Alabama. You know, those kind of teams kind of teetering I'd put in the middle Arkansas there. Arkansas and Texas A and M ahead of Alabama. I would right too. Now, I would sure. too. But then you have so I mean. Pretty good team. And Mississippi State, of course, because yep. they just beat Alabama by default. Yep. And then, of course, Ker- uh, Kerman and Ole Miss's team is just right there behind all of them. I mean, I, I I agree. I think this this conference is good. But I then, think, but it, but then you look at some of the bottom dweller teams. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Ultimate point though is I think that Alabama, even if they win one of these next three, I think they still would have to win at least at least one or two games in the SEC tournament tournament. Okay. To make the bracket because they are bad. Because I don't, I don't see them that being there. I, I think don't it see depends two on these, where they are seated. But I, I don't think two of these ne- next two of these three, those will be their only losses. I think they'll have more losses. You They're up right. and down, up and down, up and down. Well, they do. They do have the trip to LSU still left on their schedule. Yeah, that's too, a loss. So. <laughs> Stephen has lost all hope in this Bama team. I, okay, there is no when more you hope play left. Georgia. Oh, I Georgia's get it. I get it. Bad. I get it. Well, Missouri is bad. You know the only reason they beat Missouri too? Did you see the free throws? Did you watch what, that game what, what at all? Yeah, I know I watched it. Was it like what? Like twenty five? Bama had like twenty nine. Twenty nine. Missouri had six. How many makes did I don't know? I don't know they shot pretty good. They had to have shot pretty good. It was like twenty five. It was that much. Twenty four or twenty five. Wow. So I mean that that was the difference in the game was free throws. Anyways, uh, so that move move on from college basketball. Uh, wow. We will give you our next picks probably next week. Our final four picks next after week. We, after we kind of can kind of conclusive kinda look it over. on how teams are. I gotta, doing. I gotta go to the lab real quick. You know, we got big twelve testing. SEC challenge this yeah. week. Maybe we can kind of see. Go through my know. models. Yeah, I have I have models. Yeah, my algorithms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> science. I, I just wanted to talk Sports about science. Exactly. Remember that show? Yeah, of course. That was good. Man, was John good Prickus. Stuff. Oh man, uh, I just want to go over college football news real quick because we are mostly a college football show. Anyways, Alabama, their transfers. Uh, we have Jermaine Burton, Jameer Gibbs. Saban warned the country about about killing with the transfers, and boy, he has taken advantage. It's crazy. Of the so they get uh, Georgia. Uh, one, I think he was a former five star wide receiver. Wow, he's they just catch some flack for this transfer too. A lot of heat for it. I don't know why he won the national championship and then he didn't play much. I'm curious. Could he so, be the first player to ever win back to back national championships with two different teams? That's a good question. I don't wow. know. Wow. That'd be It's a good question. Good trivia. I'll have to put that in my I'll trivia. Have to look that up. I mean, I, uh, I think that would be And then the they first obviously guy. lose Brian Robinson, but then they get Jameer Gibbs, who I think he he's like a he's like a Josh Jacobs kind of back Do for it all back. Yeah, yeah. He catches a lot of passes. So that'll be interesting. Uh especially for uh, Bryce number one Young. wide receiver in the transfer portal, number one running back, and then you get number one corner in the transfer, and Eli Ricks. So, I mean, the rich just get. I was say the rich get richer. <laughs> Alabama doesn't even have to recruit anymore; they just take players from other teams and <laughs> get there. Uh, and then I, <laughs> he didn't have to do any work; he didn't have to develop them. They're already developed. Just come on and just join exactly, the team. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, oh my! I'm gosh. surprised Georgia didn't use Jermaine Burton more. So I'm I'm confused about that. I'm wondering and, if he I mean, did. yeah, this is not just a guy that was just a role player on Georgia's offense. He's a big. He dude. was a big contributor to their offense. He's a big dude too. I, he's tall, like big. Like, this is, and he's going to the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. That's probably as so. I I was listening to another podcast. Uh, about why they think he made this move. And, you know, I think a lot of people were pointing to the fact, okay, well, you can have another year of Setson Bennett, who is not, who's, I mean, he, he won the national championship. He's not a terrible quarterback, but he's but not. Yeah. You, or How you go dynamic to a, is Stetson Bennett? Or you go to a passing game that is a lot more dynamic with the Heisman winning uh, kind of quarterback. Kind of raise that draft stock a little bit. Maybe that's in the back exactly. of your mind a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I, I did want to touch on uh, Auburn. Um, they're getting kind of rid of their SEC field that Harson did. You know, he came in, he immediately hired um, Mike Bobo, and um, I'm going to blank on their defense coordinator's name. Uh, oh, Mason. Derek yes, Mason. Derek Mason. Yes. So he Derek immediately Mason, hires yeah. them, uh, kind of getting SEC into the SEC. Ties. Yeah. Exactly. Now he's going more pro. Gets rid of them. Gets more pro, gets more, more Boise because yeah. he's hiring people that were Boise uh, with him at Boise. Uh, so it kind of does that which we him. knew that was going to happen eventually eventually yeah, Brian Harsin was going to get his guys in there I, which sure. makes sense so. I think that it was smart to just kind of have some SEC ties because you're I not I kind of like that too kind of like you know saying I, I'm not going to just bow down to the SEC this is the way I feel that we this program should be ran and to his credit he's doing it well I think I think he realized that okay I can try and conform or I can do my own thing and, and feel good about it because I don't think he felt good about well, what were they seven and Seven? Six and seven last year. Six and seven. So six, six and seven. seven. He's lost I the whole game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think they felt good. I don't know why I said seven and seven. They didn't play 14 games. Uh, <laughs> they had a playoff. I don't think he feels too. good. I like. I, I don't think he feels good about it because he tried to be like so conform. Whereas I think if he goes six and seven this year, but he does it his way, he'll feel like he's like, okay, I did what I know I yeah. can do as well as I can. Not much of a yes man. He's actually saying like, this is how I'm going to run the program. These are going to be my rules. Exactly. I like it. And then well, Auburn, are they going to make more moves in the transfer portal? Or are they content? And they're like, are you hey, content we got with Zach Calzada. I, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm not content. I don't, I don't know how you, especially when you had Caleb Williams as rumors for possibly transferring there. Obviously it looks like he's for a foregone conclusion. He's going to go to USC. Now it looks Does like look that way. It looks like that's a all, but, Concluded. It does look that way. Uh, USC's got a lot of recruits or not oh, or, uh, transfers. transfers. Excuse me. It's the, it, I think behind LSU for the number two ranked transfer transfer Crazy. class. They have a bunch of transfers. Which of course their recruiting class was kind of their recruiting down, class was bad. So it's good that they had a good transfer. They have a class. bunch of like yeah. The they have problem. A lot of good. Uh, what I was listening to though, and we're getting off topic here. But I what I was listening another podcast. Apparently listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, Imagine that a podcast listening to a lot of podcasts. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They, they won't solve anything because their offense and defense line are so bad at USC. So it's like until they can get a recruit or recruits that will help or transfers that will help them on the line. And that's what Auburn, you know, going off of that, that's something that they have not addressed yet is the offensive line. They haven't had much. You know, they help have their, well, they have their first, this is crazy. It's in like 10 years, their first left tackle signed. It's, what? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That sounds weird just to say. It's insane. How do you not sign a left tackle? Wow. Or like a, you know, a They signed every other position on the offensive line before. Well, I, don't, I don't know how many, the, what all they've signed, but a true like tackle. A true. Like a listed as a tackle anyways. Wow. So he might have played, you know, he might have been listed as a guard or a center and then that's, just moved that, him over to tackle. That's nuts. Right? But, but if you're it's Brian Harsin, It may not be Steven, 10 years you, either, but look, it's a long time. Going back time. to your original question, are, are, do you think they are content with Calzada moving forward? I would not be. Do I think they are? I think they might be just because I, I think they kind of... It's a step up from... 
it's a step up have. from what they have because all they have right now is uh, I think they have a four star quarterback coming in. Could be wrong about I think that. So. I think so. Uh, I did see rumors about um, what's uh, Georgia's got the five star quarterback Brock, Brock Brock Vandergriff or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw rumors that because his girlfriend he might goes be to transferring. Auburn. He hasn't put put his name in the transfer portal or anything like that. So these are rumors on rumors. But his girlfriend goes to Auburn. He's got some Auburn ties. This is a growing quarterback room now. I mean, like, how many more guys want to go and be competitive with that room? Well, too, it's like if you're – I guess if you're Zach Calzada, you're thinking, like, okay, I'm not going to be able to start at Texan because they've got uh, – they have a good quarterback recruit coming in, and then they also have Haynes King, obviously, who just right. got hurt. He's coming back. So he's probably like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to be able to start there. I'm, I'm going to go to another situation where I have a better possibility of starting. And it's a it's a pro-style offense now, so maybe Zach Calzada can have success he'd one, with it. He had one good game. And that, was against and that was a great game. But it was like the rest Best of his game games. Of his life. The rest of his games were just. Ugh. Wasn't good. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So uh, maybe not. Uh, but, but Alabama definitely winning the transfer portal game um, as far as addressing some big needs. Receiver was definitely one they needed to address. Receiver, running back, cornerback. Was definitely one they needed to address. And, and they, they addressed up, them all. They actually kept a lot of players from last year, too. And they keep 9 of 11 stars on defense. I mean. I guess I the Tigers just they, lacing it up for another yeah, title run. I guess huh? Will Anderson and I mean, yeah, you you, you only bring Bryce back the Young. two best off the best offensive and best defense player in the country. <laughs> I mean, how, how they keep it's it's like that meme. He can't keep getting away with this. I really do I think like this is so because we never talked about the national championship. And we we're not going to get into it because we not, can not, talk not for another thirty it. minutes. Not too far into it. But I really do think Alabama would have won. If they would have kept uh, Jameson Williams, Jameson Williams, if he would have been healthy, I'm with I think you. They and really I think, wanted it, if they I think had they really would have met. Yes, Mechie and if you have John Mechie <laughs> and Jameson Williams, there's no doubt because Bryce Young just you could just tell with when without a receiver and a downfield it's threat, it, it just it's just hard. It's hard. It's just hard. So you get that you get Jermaine Burton. A lot and obviously of you have a lot of oh, drops. absolutely. You get Jermaine Burton, and obviously you have some guys coming back. You have your. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on some names now because it's been so while awesome since football season. Uh, Who are you talking about? Give me, give me clues. Returning receivers for Alabama. Oh, uh, uh, Slade Bolden. No, he. No, uh, not Slade Bolden. Not my favorite guy. He went not to the NFL. Slade, by yeah, the way. Slade Bolden. What, no, is, no, what no. is life? He was going to the NFL draft. Who does he think he is? I, I guess he's like, hey, Bill Belichick. Who am I thinking of? You want it's, this? It's, it's the guy that uh, caught number the 13? pass. Number eighty. Caught, caught the pa- number seven. Caught the pass. Oh, uh, Corey Brooks. Jordan Brooks. Jacory. Jacory Brooks. Yes. Jacory Brooks. What's uh? And Jai a, a Jai Hall. A Jai Hall. There's one more. We're missing. Oh, boy. Don't do this to me right now. Oh, what was the guy I, who returned punts? He did for JoJo one. Earl. Yes. Thank JoJo you. Earl. Yes. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> we, we can memorize names. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. We're so bad at this, Cole. Well, it's, well, at, least, well at least it's not as bad as when I, uh, I sat there and I thought that Slade Bolton was John Mechie for a second. Dude, I tried to save you for so long, too. You're like, no. It's Slade Bolden. Hey, well, you know what? Slade Bolden's going to go sixth round in the to the Patriots. He, he, he looks like a, a Bill is. Belichick type receiver. Oh Does my he gosh, not? yes, of course. He's going to go sixth round to Bill Belichick, and he's going to have a great, great record and whatnot with him. At least he knows Mike Jones, I guess. Exactly. I he's very, very familiar. So it'll be hilarious. Well, guys, this has been a blast. Uh, it's been great. We're going to post. Because yes, Cole. We is, got to. We're going to post. We got to because we're going to build our brand. Yes, B- build, build our brand. brand. I love build the that. brand. So what guys, is, uh, what's Pat you, McAfee? Uh, for the brand. For the brand. We're building the brand. We're building the brand. Screw for the brand. Build the brand. <laughs> we're, we're building a brand. We don't have a brand yet. No. We're trying to build it. 
But guys, we appreciate y'all watching. If you're watching this on Facebook or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you like and subscribe. Steven will get on that with the with social media, and I'll get on with social media. We just got to be better about that. But guys, Cole's gonna that. Cole's gonna be a, a, famous, a famous TikToker. TikToker. Yeah, we'll we'll get on that. I need you to dance. Be good people out there. <laughs> be good people out there, guys. We'll see you next Woo. episode.